Well, it's been a long time since I've been uh, in this church. I want to say, first of all, thank you. Uh, almost a year ago today, uh, I had a stroke. And uh, I think most, several of you know about this. But uh, thanks for your prayers of all the churches and uh, family that uh, I'm about, uh, you probably, after the message, you'll probably say, he, he's not 95% uh, good. <laughs> I feel like I am, and the Lord has, has really blessed me. And I want to thank you for that. One of the things that we do as a, as an association is, and I send uh, every Saturday, I send a, a note out, a text message, tell them we're going to pray for one of the churches in Delta Association. We have 14 churches, which means every 14 weeks we're praying, definitely. This week, we're praying for First Baptist Church, Faraday, where Kevin Ulmer is pastor. And uh, we simply wanted to lead in prayer for this church as we think about their message, their commitment to reaching the lower part of the parish. Let's pray together. Lord, we're thankful for this church, First Baptist Church, Faraday. We pray for the pastor and pray for the minister of music, Brother Dan. And we pray that they'll have a great service today, that we'll see people respond to the message that Kevin will preach. We pray for the church, we pray for the staff, we pray for every member as we share Jesus with the lost and dying world. For it's in your name I pray, amen. I have one verse of scripture this morning. Matthew 28, 19, and 20. Does that ring a bell? Go ye therefore into all the world and teach the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I will be with you always, even until the end of the earth. That's one of my favorite. I hope it's one of your favorites. It's not a suggestion. It is a commitment. It is a commandment. And we need to remember that. I'm going to uh, have a little different message this morning. I'm going to ask a question. And I think uh, you'll be surprised at the question. Should we cancel Christmas? What a question to ask. Should we cancel Christmas? Uh, we always enjoy the Christmas carols. We enjoy singing them. We enjoy the beautiful uh, manger scenes. But should we cancel Christian Christmas? We must ask ourselves, do I like Christmas? Do I really like Christmas? 
do you ask these questions as Christmas approaches? What am I going to give so-and-so? Can I afford to give the kids what I'd like to give them? Did I give this same gift last year? How much do I have in the bank account that I can devote to gifts? Or do I did like last year and charge it on a credit card? I see some have been nodding. He's still doing that. I must admit that I start early. Joe and I start early, putting aside a little money every month so that we can give our kids, and I've been doing this for years. And with three children and their spouses, ten grandchildren, and some of them have spouses, and now five great-grandchildren, I know I don't look that old, but I am. I'm secretly glad that they have not married yet, adding to the list. I recently ran across an article by Cal Thomas entitled, What If the Christmas Story is True? Let me read a few excerpts from this article. Suppose what we some call the Christmas story is true. All of it, from the angels to the shepherds to the virgin birth to God taking on human flesh. By this, I don't mean to suggest it's true only for those who believe it to be true, but what if it's true objectively? No matter what the deniers say, the narrative and the quotations written by the the doctor, Luke, and John, the closest disciple of Jesus of Nazareth, are unique and exclusive. The genealogy line of Jesus compiled by Matthew, the tax collector, is impressive and compelling. The words spoken by Jesus and recorded by these men are phenomenal. The information provided by witnesses to these events are either true or not. The claims have no room for middle ground, despite what some theologians claim. If they are true, one must conclude The greatest story ever told was the result of the greatest conspiracy in history from which not a single uh, conspirator later recanted. The one who spoke such heartwarming words, C.S. Lewis, noted the story is either from a liar, a fool, or he told the truth. There are no other options. Of course, the story is fantastic. The article goes on to say, who would want to follow a God, listen to this now, 
Who would want to follow a God that can be defined and understood by human logic? Such a God would not be worth knowing because he would suggest that we were created in our image rather than the image of God himself. I suspect even those who don't believe the story secretly wish it were true. What or who offers the hope, cleansing, and purpose of this life as well as eternal life like the, that presented like the child, man, God? In an image when love means lust and is too often conditional, the story offers a love that is personal, redemptive, and unconditional. Christmas is a story of God becoming human in order that humans might dwell in him. It's about the helper helping those who cannot help themselves. It is a gift better than anything Santa Claus could give, and it is a a gift that keeps on giving into eternity, never losing its value, unlike stock portfolios. Come on, what have you got to lose? Only everything. He concludes by asking, can anyone name a better gift that has produced more positive and welcome results around the world for more than 2,000 years. That all written by Cal Thomas. Here's the question I want to ask today. What is the greatest gift we can give to a person? Whether they are blood kin our neighbor, our work associate, our friend, the greatest gift is the gift of eternal life, Jesus Christ. I'd like to suggest that we give that gift to the person that God leads us to share Jesus Christ with. Now, back to the original question. Should we cancel Christmas? The answer, of course, is is no. But it certainly needs to have a change of direction, both individually and corporate-wise and church-wise. What can we do? Here are some suggestions. What we do to bring Christ back what Christmas is all about? What is the reason for the season? It starts with the individual. When we read God's Word, if we do not read God's Word, start with a Christmas resolution. Give the gift of reading God's word as a gift to God. 
if we're not studying God's Word, if we're not reading daily God's Word, soaking up the Scripture, then we need to make a resolution saying, I'm going to start today. I'm going to find a Bible reading plan that I can stick with and I can show Jesus that I love him, that I want to follow him, that I want to read God's word every day. I am as guilty, I'm pointing myself, I'm as guilty as anyone for allowing things to take me away from being in God's word every day. You've got to to agree with that. There's so much bombardment in our world today that says we don't need to, we don't need God. We don't need to be in His Word, but we do. Whatever it takes to make an almost about face and daily getting into the Word, do it. By Christ's sake, do it. Find a daily Bible reading plan that we can read, uh, that we can stick by every day, every week, every year. Let me suggest some. Make a Christmas a time to thank God for the gift of salvation. Can I get an amen? Amen. Give gifts that point people to Jesus. Do, do we know the, the greatest book that's ever been written? The Bible. It's a, it's a worldwide, year after year, bestseller. But often we do not remember that. Be ready to say the only way to have a Merry Christmas is to thank God that Jesus was born to provide eternal life. Do you have that assurance? Are you willing for people to say to you, are you one of those Jesus freaks? And they may think that. But are we willing to take that chance? Yes, You may receive criticism, you may be cursed or threatened, and in this world today, there's no telling what's going to happen. I don't like to watch the news, but I tell you what, our country, our world is in deep trouble because we have turned our back on God and turned our things toward God. I turned our life toward things that really do not matter. Jesus was crucified on the cross that we might have eternal life. That took place after the virgin birth. We rejoice in the virgin birth and we celebrate it every Christmas. But far too often we don't rejoice in the fact that Jesus died on the cross. So what do we do? Continue to give a shirt, a tie, a vehicle, 
a bike or a shotgun. And there's nothing wrong with any of those gifts. There's nothing better that we can give as a gift of salvation to someone, our loved ones, our neighbor, our work associates. You fill in the blank. I would suggest that you make a New Year's resolution. How many New Year's resolutions have we made through the years? Weight loss? Can I get an amen? Pay off credit cards? Stop using credit cards? Start exercising more? I'm looking over at Billy. Push away from the table more. The best resolution we can make has everything to do with Christmas. Give the gift of sharing about eternal life in 2024. Answering the question, who is your neighbor? And then being a neighbor who to whomever God places in your path. A good neighbor will want the best for a neighbor. One of my favorite stories is the parable, the story of the Good Samaritan. We know it. We've studied it. We've read it about a man who came along and discovered a man that had been beaten and robbed, but he didn't walk away like the scribe of the Pharisee. He took him to an inn, paid for his care, took care of him, and left only to leave enough money so that the man would be cared for. He said, when I return, I'll take care of anything else that goes along. Why do we need to be uh, reminded of the things I mentioned? Because God commanded us to go into the world in the Great Commission that we read a while ago, that we quoted a while ago, Matthew 28, 19, 20. As I mentioned a while ago, it's not a suggestion. It's a commandment. The world means our neighbor, our work associate, our family, our next-door neighbor. That's who our neighbor is. Let me ask a question. How can you be a good neighbor? We are a good neighbor when we share the greatest gift ever given. And that is the gift of Jesus Christ. I want to read to you a story. You've read it. You've probably read it every year. I've used it from time to time in a message. 
I've used it for in a banquet uh, around Christmas time. It's called One Solitary Light. Let me read it for you. He was born in an obscure village, child of a peasant woman. He grew up in still another village where he worked in a carpenter shop until he was 30. Then for three years, he was itinerant preacher. He never wrote a book. He never held an office never had a family or owned a house. He didn't go to college. He never visited a big city. He never traveled 200 miles from the place where he was born. He did none of the things one usually associates with greatness. He never had credentials but himself. He was only 33 when the tide of public Opinion turned against him. His friends ran away. He was turned over to his enemies and went through a mockery of a trial. He was nailed to a cross between two thieves. While he was dying, his executioners gambled for his clothing, the only property he had on earth. When he was dead, he was laid in a barred grave through the pity of a friend. Centuries have come and gone today. He is the central figure of the human race and the leader of mankind's progress. All the armies that ever marched, all the navies that ever sailed, all the parliaments that never ever sat, all the kings that ever reigned, put together have not affected the life of the man on earth as much as the one solitary life. Do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? I started off this message Asking a question. Do we need to cancel Christmas? No. We need to rejoice in the baby Jesus who came to us and provided salvation so rich and free. The greatest gift that we can give ourselves is to make sure we know where we're going to spend eternity. Yes, Christmas is a wonderful time of the year. It's a wonderful time because usually families get together. We know. But we need to measure on the fact that Jesus Christ is Lord and he provides salvation to poor everybody you can name. I ask the question, do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? If you cannot answer that in the affirmative, today is a day of salvation. Today 
you need to ask Jesus Christ to come into your life so that you might have eternal life. And that's the greatest story ever told. May we pray together. Lord, thank you for the opportunity we have to worship you. We rejoice in your love. We rejoice in the fact that you provide salvation for us, that we can spend eternity with you forever and ever. Lord, we pray right now as our minds wander about a neighbor, a family member who may not know the joy of salvation. We pray for them right now. And Lord, as you place them in our path, may we have the courage every day to share the love of Jesus and say, do you know where you're going to spend eternity? And share them with a lost and, and a lost neighbor, a family member, whoever is placed in our path. Keep in mind that Christmas is a time of rejoicing, but only we rejoice if we know the Savior is Lord of our life. For to your name I pray. Amen.